This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody, basketball fans around the world and the great state of Michigan. Mm. All of a sudden, I'm turning into Mason. It's another edition of Restore the Floor. With Evan Jenkins, I am Stoney. We have a special guest on this episode of Restore the Floor, David Aldridge, who's been following this game for a long time. Used to see him on the sidelines all the time. Uh, NBA on TNT, writer for the Washington Post, all sorts of uh, basketball publications, uh, highly respected guy, and he will join us later in the podcast. Evan, the homestand ends with the Pistons getting blown out by Memphis on Sunday night, 122 to 112 in a game that really wasn't even that close. And it doesn't help when you give up 40 in the first quarter. Yeah, I know. And then what John Morant did in the third quarter, what put up 20 something points. It's, it's unbelievable, but yet at the same time, very believable Mm -hmm. because this is the team that we've watched all year. I mean, they are who they are at this point, right? It's not like, they're suffering because they don't have Cade or anything like that. I mean, now, granted, they would be a little bit better, but they weren't winning when Cade was on the floor anyway. Right. I know. So, exactly. I, I mean, it's kind of what we expected to happen. I mean, Jaw's just so good. Man. I know. He's so much fun. Look, if you're a basketball fan, you got the pleasure of seeing in back-to-back games yeah. Luca and Ja. And at least, you know, the Pistons won one of them. Yeah. And, I mean, the Mavericks, they're, they're something else, right? But. Yeah. It's a f- below 500 or 500 team yeah. that you would think would be so much better than they are. Then you look at the Pistons that are 6-19, and 19, and you're like, well, they're exactly what we thought they were. Exactly. The one bright spot continues to be, the, it seems, the progression of Killian Hayes. Yeah. I mean, 13 points, uh, six assists last night. I mean, he didn't shoot great, five for 13, but three for five from three. And what I'm liking about his game is he doesn't seem timid anymore. No, it's almost like he's playing like I, I have nothing to lose. Like Yes, house money. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, either I'm going to be here or I'm going to be on another team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's no there's no debating that, but I think that they're giving him every chance in the world to succeed right now and and maybe Cade going down as a blessing in disguise for him to get him more minutes with, you know, the the actual starters of this team. Um is Sadiq Bay now a bench player? I don't, I don't know, but it seems to be playing well for him, right? He's so inconsistent. I mean, the 24 last night, he shoots the ball well. And the game before, you know, he, there's another games where he can't even, you know, make a layup. It's, it's, he's mind-boggling because he's, when he's good, he's really good. His and good he's is bad, really good. And his and bad is really bad. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you, you like golf as much as I do, Tiger Woods. He always <laughs> famously said, you know, everybody at this league is very good, but it's how good is your bad. Yes. Right, and his bad is, I mean, it's evident. Right. Uh, your former uh, Spartan guy, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he had a good game too, 22 points. And Tillman uh, yeah. had six points. Boy, the Spartans could have used them last night. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's another story for a different podcast. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to hear about that crap. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. So the Pistons, uh, they are now 6-19, and 19, uh, the second worst record in the NBA as the Orlando is 
five and nineteen are the magic. So I think we're gonna have that race all year. And, yes. it, and at the end and of the Houston day, Houston too. Houston has six wins, but they only have um, they've only played twenty three games. But it, it's like it doesn't even matter, right? Because it's all gonna come down to that lottery. Just be in those top four, right? Yeah. And have that same odds as the other three teams and yes. hope for the best. Absolutely. But I mean, Bagley yet again, meh. Yeah. Meh. Exactly. That's what he is. He's, he's a map player. It, it is going to be, see, and we're still so far away from the deadline of what uh, Troy Weaver is going to be able to pull off and even get some more assets to this basketball team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But luckily enough, uh, we have y- your buddy, old friend, your partner in crime. He's going to tell us a little bit about the Pistons and and what to look for around the league as well coming up. Joining us now is a very familiar voice to anybody who's followed the NBA for years on the sidelines for NBA on on TNT. He's worked for the uh, Washington Post, the Philadelphia Inquirer, now runs the D.C. Bureau of the Athletic, and a proud graduate of the American University. He is David Aldridge. How you doing, D.A.? Stoney, I'm good, brother. How, how are you? I'm doing good, especially when we beat Georgetown for the first time, second time in, in my <laughs> lifetime. And since I was a student in 1976, 82 and then 40 years later, it's pretty good. There you go. I mean, I certainly didn't think I'd see it. So that was that was a great win for them. Good for them, man. Good for them. Absolutely. And they beat Ewing as a player and then beat him as a coach. All right. Uh, yeah. The Pistons, I know you don't get to watch them too closely. Uh, they're obviously struggling, you know, with the second worst record in the league at six and nineteen. People are getting a little restless with with Casey, but I look at it, David. That you know, they're a real young team, and you look at Orlando and Houston; they're almost in the same. They're all in the same boat. They don't play defense, and they've got a, a right. lot of good young players that just aren't winning games. Is that accurate? Well, you don't win with young in this league. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it, it maybe fans don't understand that. Um, but you just do not win in the NBA with a bunch of young guys on your roster. They just, you know, they aren't fully formed as people, as players. You know, they don't get calls. They're, they don't play defense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so even somebody who's as accomplished as a defensive coach is, as Case is, it's just, it's just, you're talking to deaf ears, you know, like it just, it is not centered in their mindset as young players. Young guys are all about the second contract. Well, how do you get the second contract? You score, <laughs> score a lot of points and you get the second contract. You don't get a second contract by playing really good defense and being conscientious about second effort plays and things like that. So just, I mean, I know it's hard. You know, because everybody wants to win. Um, but just look at their roster, man. I mean, how many guys do they have under 25? Like 10? Pretty like, much. You just can't. <laughs> you can't win. You're not going to win unless you have a transformative player and the guy that they are hoping will be their transformative player and Cade is, is hurt, you know. So, um, you know, it's just, look, i just put it this way. If you're going to be bad, this is a great year to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Victor! There's no doubt you know about it. Mean? I don't know if you saw what he did over the weekend, but, I mean, he was still producing at, like, an unbelievable rate. But when you talk about the young guys, do you think they have the right guys to become those vets that could lead this team? I mean, again, I think a lot depends on on how Kate develops. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you saw last year, you know, he came on it as the season went on and played better. Right. And so I think he's still, 
I think it's still there. I, you know, obviously, Ivy just got there. I can't make a judgment on Jaden. You know, he just got there. Right. You know, like, <clears throat> and he's 20 years old. So he's, we will have to see. I mean, I certainly think he has, you know, the things coming out of college that, that pro teams want, he can do, right, at that spot. So you have to see if he can be more consistent on the three and things like that. But, but you know. I, I think he's got talent, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how it plays out. But again, when there's nobody in the locker room with some gray in their beard, it's just really hard, man. <laughs> it's just really hard to win. Yep. The final, it's really hard to win. Final thing on, on the Pistons, as we get to the deadline and, you know, in a couple of months, will there be an interest maybe from a few teams for guys like Burks and even Bogdanovich, who's actually been the Pistons best player. And they, you know, they extended his contract. I don't know if it's to trade him or not, but you know, players yeah. like that, that will be able to get some value for. I'm guessing Stoney that the extension was to trade him because the team's not going to want him if they don't know he's under contract for the, for next season. Right. right? For yeah. the following season. So that makes it, I mean, I look, Bogey's a, Bogey's a, a vet. He knows what he's doing out there. I can't imagine that he is, you know, comfortable just kind of playing out his career on a team that's learning how to win. Um, so I'm guessing that, that that he gets flipped at the deadline for more assets, right, which is what they should be doing. Don't get me wrong. This is exactly what they should be doing. This is what Troy Weaver should be doing is, is getting as many cracks at the draft as you can get, you know, to get a, to a potential superstar. And again, if they finish first with the ping pong balls this year, nobody is going to give a damn about this season. Okay? <laughs> so, so mission accomplished. So that's, you know, and even if it's two, you get Scoot Henderson or, or you get to trade the rights to Scoot Henderson because you already have the point guard, your point guard of the future for something really good. So, so I, I mean, I know it's hard day in and day out to, to watch a team like the way they 29th in defensive rating, 24th in offensive rating. That's, it's hard, man. It's hard yep. to watch that. I get it. But means to an end, fellas, means to an end. What do you hear about Cade Cunningham across the league? Do you hear superstar attached with his name or potential of superstar attached to his name when you just talk about people that aren't here in Detroit that see and, and want that to happen? Uh, I mean, I think you, you hear what you heard coming out of the draft, which is, you know, he's incredibly gifted as a, a passer and has a chance to be a a really, really good, if not great, uh, NBA-level point guard. Um, sees the floor really well. So none of that has changed. He's he has a chance, but you have to you have to do it. And again, he started to do it last year, but you look at that field goal percentage. He shot 41 last year from the floor. He's shooting 41 from the field this year from the floor. You know what I mean? Like that has to get better. <laughs> that has to improve for him to have a chance. Now that will improve as the talent around him improves, but it has to improve. Let's talk, let's talk about the league. Uh, it looks like the league's in pretty good stead. You got a lot of really good young players, but unfortunately everybody is always focused still on, the Lakers and, and Brooklyn. I mean, Anthony Davis at 55 the other night. Here's a team that all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, they're only like a game or two out of that play-in thing, and who knows what kind of acquisitions. They're not dead in the water yet, are they? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, no, no. The Lakers are starting to play good, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they've won like six or seven or something like that. I mean, they're starting to play good. Um, so, no, they're, 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 it looks like, you know, they are starting to figure it out defensively, especially. Um, you know, they're, they're getting much more kind of cohesive at that end of the floor. Now, it's not, it's not pristine or anything like that, but it's getting better, you know. And as you mentioned, AD is really starting to to play it at that superstar level that he should be playing at. Maybe he's healthy now. I don't know. But the last five or six games, he's really turned it on offensively. Um, they seem to be finding um, a role for Westbrook that he seems to be accepting, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But right now, it, it's starting to come together a little bit for them. Um, and they're getting just enough from the other guys to kind of make them competitive, you know? So you look at them and they're 10th in defensive rating now. Like that's, that's big for them. That's big time improvement. And, and what you would expect from a Darvin Ham coach team, right? I mean, they're, they're playing, playing a lot of drop coverage. You know, they're doing the things that, that the Bucks did defensively to get better. Um, so it's starting to take some shape. I still don't think they have enough shooting, but when you guard people every night and that's, I don't know for the life of me, why more teams don't understand this. If you guard people every night, you have a chance to win every game, whether you score a lot of points or not. Now, I don't know why that's such a tough concept for people to understand. Well, like you said, you don't get a big contract with defense. (laughs) Um, Well, that's true. 
Right. When you look around the Western Conference, Tony and I have talked about this, and I stare at the Dallas Mavericks in awe of one player, and that's Luka Doncic. And he's, what, mm-hmm. 23 years old. Where the hell is that guy's ceiling at? Because you would look at a lot of players right now, and you would be like, that guy's at the peak of his career, but he's 23. And wh- mm-hmm. where do you think he could get to? Well, I mean, he's look, he's a he is a foundational, you know, superstar all time type of player, um, potentially, right? Uh the the problem is it's hard to play with Luca because he handles the ball so much. You know, it's just hard. It's hard to find people that can get comfortable. I think it's part of the struggles the Mavericks have is that it's just difficult to find guys that can be productive even when they don't touch the ball for multiple possessions you know and it's the it's the dilemma of Luca. he's so good with the ball he's so creative with the ball he's such a good scorer and he's such a pass great passer that you kind of have to run the offense through him but the problem is he handles the ball all the time and nobody else touches it and it's tough it's just tough to play with him and as Jason Kidd said a couple weeks ago like he's going to run out of gas at this usage rate that he's been on. I mean, it's just, he, he's on the floor so much and has the ball so often and, and hits the floor so often, right. Going to the basket that takes its toll. And so the, the problem is just, it's a, it's a fine line and it's the same, whether you're playing with James Harden or Trey young and all of the kind of great scorers over the last few years, that have the ball in their hands all the time. It's just difficult to get into a rhythm when one guy touches the ball all the time. Well, what, what, a dilemma. What team out there that's not the, a marquee team that you look at right now saying, my God, I'm impressed with them. They're fun. They're a team to look forward to in the future. Maybe me yeah. make a surprise run. Well, look, I think the Pelicans look really, really good right now. Um, and they haven't even really had their whole team healthy all season, but but Zion looks good. You know, he looks like he's he's coming back into form. And they were already, you know, going in the right direction last year after they got McCollum. Um, so they're in good shape. They're, I mean, they, they look really formidable. Uh, they really played great defense. Again, I keep coming back to that because it, it's, it's so – there's no mystery to this. It's just so crazy to me. They're third in the league in defensive rating. You know, like there's there's a reason why they're fifteen and eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, I mean, people say they want to win, and then they don't do the thing that leads to winning, and always leads to winning in the NBA. Like I don't, it just boggles my mind. But but yeah, they're you know Willie Willie Green's done an excellent job down there. University of Detroit, of baby. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, again, you got it. The guy that learned. How to play defense, you know, <laughs> was on team. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's that's what what it what they have been able to do, you know, and Herb Jones is a, a fantastic on ball defender and just you know, and then offensively they just they're just really hard to guard, you know, between Zion and, and CJ and Ingram, they're just really hard to guard, you know, because you can't really throw your defense at any one player because the other two will kill you. You know, on a given night. So, they, you know, they're a good team. Final thing, uh, my hometown team, uh, the process, the Sixers. Are they, yeah. Can they do anything? I mean, yeah, Harden's hurt and all that. It just seems that, like, 
It's time for Doc Rivers to go. They just, they're like, even Embiid, when he plays great, he plays great. Then he has games where he looks like he's he's soft and doesn't want to be there. Well, I would say, look, you, they are really beat up right now with the injuries. I mean, they've been yeah. really banged up yeah, for, Max for a while. Maxi too, you yeah. Can't, right, I mean, you can't just lose Harden and Maxi and just say, hey, no. everything's the same. It's not no. the same. Like, you can't, you don't win without your stars in this league. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not – I think the injuries really kind of kept them from really kind of getting themselves going this year, and they're kind of treading water right now while they wait for everybody to come back. But I don't know. I mean, I think you can't – you know, let, look, obviously, if they don't have a breakthrough, the doc won't be there next year. Right. I mean, they think everybody understands that. So um, they've got to they've got to win at least one and maybe two rounds in the playoffs for doc to, to keep his job. But – um, I do think, I mean, I do give them credit. They've won some games here that I really, you know, they beat Brooklyn with half a team basically. And I didn't think they had any chance of doing that. So, um, you know, they're, they're finding the wins where they can get them, but you just can't win in this league when you lose, you know, 50 points out of your lineup. I know. It's hard to replace that. Yep. Dave, thanks a lot. Appreciate it as, as, as always as stay well. And, uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Well, coming up uh, next for the Pistons uh, is a little roadie, and they take on the Miami Heat, a team that, you know, I thought they'd be better than 11 and 12, but uh, then again, Jimmy Butler hasn't played that many games, and when he's just, he is a dog. And if there's anybody out there who I think deserves to win a championship, it's Jimmy Butler. I like Jimmy Butler a lot, too. I, I, <laughs> I really like him after he trolled all the fan base with the dreadlocks and everything this, this mm-hmm. offseason. Yep. I'm like, there's no way he grew his hair out that fast. And everybody's like, oh, it's real, it's real, it's real. But it was fake. I, I enjoy him. And, and, I mean, I think Bam is, is a great player for the Pistons' young bigs to go against and Bagley and especially Durant to mm-hmm. really get a taste of that. So I'm looking forward to that, but I'm really looking forward to their game on Wednesday against New Orleans just because – Zion. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to root for the guy, right? Yeah. It's really hard because when he's out there, he's an exceptional player that at any given moment can put up, your, you know, your sports center top 10 plays. He could fill all 10 in one game if really given the chance. Right. Um, so I really, I really, really root for them. Um, but I'm just looking forward to seeing them play. I mean, Zion over his last four games has been 25, 30, 33, 23. So, I mean... He's putting up numbers, and and it's on the road in New Orleans. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, getting back to Miami for a second. Maybe it was just a fluke, but do you think uh, the Heat has buyer's remorse on Duncan Robinson's contract? I mean, a little bit. He doesn't really even get out there, does he? He's averaging what 17 minutes a game, six points. Um, I, I don't. I mean, he's still shoot. He's still a really good shooter. But they have so many other guys that they'd rather play instead of him. I mean, he lost his gig to to Max Struess, really, uh, who gets 15 points a game, right? Yeah. I mean, it's weird, but, I mean, that's what happens in the NBA, right? If you're a one-trick pony, it's the same as the NFL, right? When there's enough tape on you, people will figure you out. Yes. And if you can't play defense in this league, as David Aldridge said, I mean, it's hard to stay on the floor. Mm-hmm. And and that's where he gets exposed is defensively. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, the Pelicans game uh, after the Heat, that'll be definitely interesting. Because even without Zion, they're really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ingram has turned into a really good player, man. Yeah, I wonder if the Lakers are going to, oh, yeah. you know, be pissed about that one in the long run. But well, like you mentioned, I mean, way, Davis it, just dropped 55. But. I know. <laughs> 
probably what three games from now he'll be hurt again. So who yeah, knows? I, I mean, know. that's the problem with him is mm-hmm. that any anytime he steps out of bed, he might get hurt. I know. Then they play Memphis again, right? Yeah, and then they play Memphis again on Sunday. But we'll be back before that to break down uh, Miami and the in the Pelican game. Maybe they pick up a win, or maybe not. If you're rooting for Victor, so I mean, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you just have to hope they make a decision on Cade soon, whether he's going to get surgery. That's what or I'm not. saying. Just make a choice. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for listening, as always. And you can uh, tell all your friends about it. Share, download, uh, restore the floor. Uh, your Pistons podcast with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. See you next time.